Yo, I'm Chad. And this is Eric. And together we are... Jumpman! Eric, it's another motherfucking highlight. The 200th episode! Gonna party like it's a birthday. Yes, and it is our birthday. And it's your birthday too, Maniacs. This is for you. Thanks so much for listening. You're awesome. 200 episodes. Awesome. Here we are, uh, coming back. Like, God, there's just so much happening, so much joy, and so much, like, negativity in the world. We're going to focus on the good stuff. We're going to, like, filter all all the garbage so we can just talk about the amazingness. (laughs) Well, I was going to review Ninja Turtles later in this episode. Oh, no. No, I don't don't know if I can because of what you said. Oh, God. Well. (laughs) No, i got good stuff to talk talk about it. But, no, it's 200. It's our uh, four-year anniversary. That's crazy. Four years. Man, four years ago, I didn't have a kid. Right. I mean, four years ago, you you had a kid, right? No, you didn't even have a kid. No. Crazy. We're, we were, we were. Like much closer to single than we are right now. Yeah, I was way more of a slut back then. <laughs> <laughs> you drank. You, you definitely drank your weight in beer all the time. Yeah, now I can only do that some of the time. Mm-hmm. But that didn't stop us from being any less awesome. True. So, yeah, it's two hundred. Fucking cool. Going harder than ever on your mom, That's and true. <laughs> um. And I, we also hit another milestone. Not only was it 200 on our four-year anniversary, but um, we checked out our stats. We, uh, you know, we got this web service that uh, keeps our stats, how many times our show has been downloaded. And we have our show, you listeners, have downloaded us more than 100,000 times. Holy crap, really? Yeah, like last week it was 106,000 downloads. That's great. Yeah, so it's pretty good for us. Yeah, no. Because we just fuck around. We don't give a shit. We don't promote. uh, You know, so, I mean, it's dropping a bucket for real people. But for us, uh, 106,000 times we tricked you into clicking on us without (laughs) promise of boobs. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah. I mean, you know, we we didn't even do anything, like, popular to, like, bring anybody in. Yeah. And it's cool because... Our show has never been more downloaded than it is now. Yes. Like when it started, there was like three people (laughs) that clicked on it, those first couple episodes and stuff. It was pity uh, pity clicks. And now we get downloaded more every month than we ever did before. And people going back, checking out the back catalog, which is cool also. Wow. Well, thanks so much, everybody. It really means a lot. You know, we do this. We try to do it every single week. We're pretty good, except for weeks that we're in Finland for like more than seven days yeah um but yeah basically four years we've only gone like uh the last two two weeks that we had a buy that was the longest time we i think we'd ever gone not recording every single week yeah i mean if you think about it we started four years ago there's 52 weeks in a year we've been recording 50 episodes a year yeah so we basically only take two weeks off every uh on average so crazy dude we're that awesome um I definitely got some movie reviews for you, and uh, I do have two um, two of our most popular topics are back in the media, back in the spotlight. So oh, if, you goodness. know, for old times' sake, we got to talk about them too. Absolutely, so. let's do it. I mean, 
I, and, I, and we have a prize at the end of the show. True. And I'm looking forward to, sl- to announcing that craziness. Playful secrets. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you watch Guardians of the Galaxy? Not yet. Oh, I know, I know, I know, I know. Oh, it's been out long enough that I could spoil it. Now I can't. Please, so please don't. You, I'll give you a, a mini review then. You know, it's like, I, I, like we went to Finland, then we went to Boston, then I went to Boston for a week for work. Now I'm going to uh, the Hamptons uh, for work. It's like I've just had no time. And, and when you have no time, your spouse usually has even less time. So she's actually like, like I have to put the kid down tonight. That never happens. I don't got time for your excuses. Ah. So here's Guardians of the Galaxy without spoiling stuff. It was fucking awesome. Yeah. It was super cool. I had a boner half the time. <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy is so cool. It's probably my favorite movie this summer. It's a Marvel movie, but different. Uh, because unlike uh, Righteous Captain America and... Um, responsible spider-man uh all the main characters are dicks oh awesome so i was like yes this is so cool (laughs) they all got baggage they don't give a shit um oh man like this was right up my alley loved it uh the whole theater was rocking on a tuesday um this was really good highly recommended and for the first time i didn't know everything about them Going into all these other comic books, I pick up all the Easter eggs as I'm watching it. I know all the backstories and stuff. I, speci- I never read Guardians of the Galaxy, and I specifically did not research them. I knew who the main characters were just from hearing enough about them, but right. I didn't get into it. I just wanted to, you know, just kind of roll with whatever happened. It was so good. Cool. So good. Highly recommended. Great summer movie. Fucking loved it. Uh, Rocket Raccoon worked for me. Liked it. Right. Vin Diesel as the tree was good. <laughs> it's Groot. Vin Diesel didn't wreck it. That was cool. Uh, even Drax, who was played by Batista, the WWE wrestler, who you're like, oh, shit, wrestlers can't really act. Uh, he managed to do okay. That's good because he, you know, I read this whole article, this interview with him last week, and he's like, I don't give a shit about being an action hero. I'm into acting, you know, oh, serious no. stuff. Oh, he's a fucking he's fucking terrible in this movie, but they play it off because they make his character kind of stupid. Okay. You know, like they make his character talk in like broken sentences and stuff, and and so it worked. They covered his flaws. Okay. With funny, you know, they make fun of it almost. So, uh, Zoe Zeldana was great as Gamora, uh, and then um, you know Star Lord. Star Lord. Uh, Chris, I wanted to say Pine, but that's Captain Kirk. <laughs> Shit. Peter Peter Quill is the uh, is the guy's name. Yeah, which both actor. of those they they I did read that they they called him Peter Quill because both of those words are slang for dick. <laughs> so I'm not even making that up. So I was like, that's so cool. So anyways, uh, Chris, whatever, he's good. <laughs> he's real good. Um, so, which gives me hope for Jurassic World because he's the star of that next year. Yeah, he's blowing up like crazy. I mean, uh, who is who is the guy in uh, Avatar? Oh, the main uh, character. Any, anyway, the main the main character from Avatar, he was like this young twenty something actor when that movie came out, and all of a sudden he got all these gigantic roles, you know. Mm-hmm. And that was like, you know, it's it was his time for at least a couple years, and he was in yeah. everything. He was in actually way too much. Uh, now it's his time. Yeah. You know? This was good. Highly recommend it. Gotta watch it. And it's like it's not the typical 
um, comic book movie. So if you're not into that kind of shit, you could still enjoy this. Like, you could not know that this was in a comic and you'd be fine. Cool. You go in there not, not even realizing it was a comic and you, you'd still totally love it. Um, so it's cool. And although, you know, you, it's not a huge origin story either, which is nice. You know That's how I nice. hate those. You know, you get a little backstory on Star-Lord and everyone else just kind of tells you their backstory in three sentences. Good. So, <laughs> and it actually worked because they, um, and I'm not spoiling this, this was in the, in the trailer, but like they're all arrested. And so they're just kind of running down the rap sheet and that's kind of how you basically learn who they are real fast. So clever. Wow. Well, and they kind of did that in the trailer anyway. Yeah. So, so um, exactly. But fucking love this movie. So cool. Yeah. Definitely. Very, very rewatchable. Cool. No, I, I I can't wait. I just don't have the time. And there, you, you got to stick to the end of the credits. Oh yeah, the very there, end. There's one scene at the very end, and even that they did differently than most uh, comic book movies, which I really appreciated. Oh, that's good. That's a great end credit scene. Cool, funny. So yes, awesome. So um, that was cool. Uh, Ninja Turtles. <laughs> well, hang on, but before you review okay, the Ninja sorry. Turtles. Sorry. Let's talk about our expectations, because I expected Ninja Turtles to be, like, crappy, like, not very good, like, not not very great to watch, but great for kids, like a good kids movie that kids could get into, but for everybody else, it's like a, like a kick in the dick. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Ninja Turtles, we've been alive for all of the different variations, although we didn't collect the comic books originally back in the day, but we were aware of them eventually. Mm. So... And to be honest, like I, I still love the original Ninja Turtle movie. It's still good to me. Oh yeah, I just watched it a couple weeks ago. It's still good. I know some people are like, oh, it doesn't age well. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> it's still good. No, it's still. I mean, I saw it in theaters a couple of years back. I mean, like it's it was still awesome. It's you know, it's like it's dark. It's a really dark movie. Most of it takes yeah. place at night. No, it, it's a good movie. You know, and the rest of them suck ass. And uh, the new Nickelodeon cartoon is amazing. Yeah, and we all agree it's the best. Yeah. So, yeah, going into this, we, we've been nervous about it ever since we, you know, we heard Michael Bay. You know, he's, it's this complicated relationship because I used to love Michael Bay. And then he fucked up Transformers. But it's weird because they make a lot of money and they're there. But they're just never really that good either. Yeah. So it's a weird relationship that we now have with Michael Bay. And we were worried that that was going to happen with Turtles. We know we heard the early draft there were going to be aliens. Yeah, um, you know, we least, saw the saw the faces. <laughs> at, least, at least they kind of made fun of that. Yes, they do make fun of it. Um, so I went into this movie, and I still want to like it. I I went and saw it opening weekend. Mm-hmm. It's still the Ninja Turtles, so I had to go see it. Um, yeah, I'd have to say it was okay. Okay, but you're right. If you're a dumb kid, you're gonna really <laughs> like this movie. <laughs> No, seriously, because we've we've been exposed to too much mutagen. Yeah. So we're not a good test subject anymore. If you're a dumb kid, and there were plenty in the theater that I was at, um, you're just going to straight up like it, and you'll be talking about it 20 years from now like we are, mm-hmm. and you're going to say it was great. Um, I don't want to just dump all over this movie, because I, it was, I was mixed on it. Um, one, the turtles are, are really good. Okay. I like the turtles. They, they, were they good. look good. Uh, well, I mean, you get over the ugliness pretty fast. Okay. We've had time to deal with it. We know they look fucking weird. But once you see them interacting and stuff, you can just fall into it. They're the turtles. Okay. 
the turtles themselves are really good. Loved when the four of them are on the screen together. They're good. They're funny. Michelangelo fucking steals the movie. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. awesome. Cool. They they wrote him well, and you know, and Raph has he's he's got the personality from the original movie. Yeah. So you know, like don't fuck with them kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Donatello's good. Leonardo is okay. It's just weird because they subbed out the voice. At, they subbed out the um, the guy who motion caps him. They mm-hmm. subbed out his voice and they swapped in at the last second Johnny Knoxville. Really? So all I hear is jackass. Weird. Um, so that was a little weird hearing Johnny Knoxville doing Leonardo. Huh. But he's but, like a straight Johnny Knoxville. Like, 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 like he's like the good leader guy. Yeah, but it's still kind of weird. Hmm. So, but the other three were great. But when the turtles are on the screen, you just can't help but love it. They are just cool. They really are cool. Uh, Splinter is awesome. Yeah. He fucking looks cool and is cool he looks like uh he's got like really long whiskers that are like it looks like a really long samurai like handlebar mustache (laughs) and he's got like a top knot on the back of his head so they try and make him look samurai-ish okay and he can fight cool so he ain't like the you know like you know (laughs) like he he like beats the shit out of turtles in the beginning kind of thing um so and he throws down with the shredder sure uh shredder is a badass. Sure. I mean, in the in the trailer, he's like, check out these knives and knives on top of knives on top of knives that shoot at you. <laughs> yeah. So I'm well, Shredder, the guy underneath the armor is a badass. Okay. So I like him. When I first saw all the, the knives and the armor, I was like, this is cool. After a while, you wish he was a little less Robo Shredder. Oh, yeah. It's a bit much because they basically just turned him into a Transformer. Right. You know, because you've seen the costume. You're right. There's tons of knives, and they have this magnet power where he get he throws them, he fires them at you, and they come back to him. Weird. And just keeps doing it. So he, although he's a fucking badass and he wamps people, um, he's just such a transformer, and he doesn't really talk too much when he's in that mode. Hmm. So might as well be just like a, a giant robot, which. Um, the origin story is not bad. Mm-hmm. They put their own little spin on it. It's not bad. But everything connected to April O'Neil slash Megan Fox is just terrible. Ah. It's and there are even though Michael Bay produced this movie, he didn't direct it, he didn't write or anything like that. Um, very similar to Transformers in that Megan Fox is Shia LaBeouf from Transformers. Ah. You know, like it's one thing to to have her experience the turtles and that's how that's our window in you know mm-hmm. but then she she's the main character just like shia is the main character in transformers and not the transformers is she like the chosen one she yeah basically hmm. like the origin story is cool except for how it connects to her ah i'm just gonna spoil this part for you please they used to be her turtles really yeah uh <laughs> well like her dad was experimenting on them back in the day and she uh-huh. played with them. she played with them uh-oh so she knew them when they were little turtles. Oh, does that mean she has like some mutagen on her like no. fingernails? No, no, but it was just like the origin story was cool until she was like, "Yeah, I actually like I fucking knew who you guys were when you were little." And it's like, "Really? That's the one person in the city that knew these little turtles and just happens to be the one that gets saved by them and happens to be the one that sees them for the first time?" Really? The ultimate in coincidences. Yeah, I mean, did they really need that? No, no. Um, the plot itself is garbage. That's that. That's what I'm. Uh, I'm actually while you're telling me about this, I'm I'm reading this review, 
uh, yeah. entitled "The New Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Movie Fails in Every Possible Way." Oh, I like I like pieces of it. The origin story was cool, but the plot was fucking garbage and was stupid, and just had no. It was just really no reason <laughs> to do what they did. It was fucking terrible. Oh. Um, because you, as you saw in the preview, there's not just Shredder. There's that other dude. Right, the other guy, the other man, Dad right. Number Two. Yeah, he wasn't really necessary. His whole thing was really <laughs> stupid. Um, so like just like in Transformers, they're there, but. April O'Neil slash Shia LaBeouf kind of character is more of the main character, and they stay on her too much. That sucks. Um, but when the turtles are on, they're cool. But just like Transformers, when the Transformers are on the screen, it, um, you know, it's it make they they almost make you dizzy. Mm. You know, like when when two Transformers are fighting or. They basically look like they're humping or something. You can't, <laughs> especially in the first Transformers movie, you couldn't tell where one robot started and the other one ended. You know, they were soft. You know, there's just like a lot of metal all twisting around and with some explosions and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, in the Ninja Turtle movie, every time they're fighting, the, I just wanted the camera to just fucking stay still. Oh no, one of those. Even though, yeah, it was kind of like we don't need the turtles and the camera to be like the born identity. Mm. You know, the born identity, whenever they're fighting, the fucking camera's moving all over the place and stuff. So it was like, just, you know, put, even though we all know this is just special effects, put the theoretical fake camera on a tripod <laughs> and just let everything else move. Like, the ca- it just keeps cutting, 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 twisting, twisting, moving, moving, spinning, spinning. You know, I was fucking getting dizzy. That's too bad. During the fight scenes, and it was like, I don't know if this is a trick to make up for effects or if this was a style choice. If it was a style choice. I'm, not, I'm unhappy with it. Well, that's, I guess that's the difference between like Eastern and Western cinema is like, like Eastern cinema, you can have a fight scene, bring in like, you know, the choreographer, and they know exactly what camera angles, you know, look best for what move. Western is just like, ah, just pull it out of your ass. Just like the Transformers fights, all the ninja fights in this is just constantly moving. Uh. The the cameras never, you know, that what you what you're seeing, your POV is constantly fucking spinning and shit, and you just want it to just pull out a little, zoom out just a little bit, and fucking don't move, and just let the people who are fighting do the moving. Mm. You know, stop fucking cutting every four seconds and doing these crazy angles and stuff. Like you know, with some people might not have that complaint at all. They might think it was totally fine. For me, you know, because I was like, thank God I didn't see it in 3D. Because hmm. like I was just like, I was almost making a little dizzy. I was like God, God dang, you know. Like I just want to watch them whoop ass. Instead, you know, you're kind of like fighting to keep up uh, with what's going on. That's too so, bad. Um, you know, that that kind of bugged me. The the scene that they show um, uh, in the preview, there's like turtles and they're kind of like soaring down a mountain. And there's a car. One of them gets slammed into a car and stuff like that. Right. That was cool. That whole action sequence was cool. I enjoyed it. And like I said, when the turtles are talking, the banter is awesome. I like them. A lot of good personality in the turtles. Very cool. Uh, that's, that's so funny to hear you say, like, like yeah, like the talking and, like, the dialogue was the best part in a movie well, about, like, nin- Ninja Turtles being, like, ninjas. Just the, yeah. I mean, like I said, when the action, they're just, uh, it's too busy. That's mm-hmm. probably good. It's too, too fucking busy, man. So, um, I'm glad I didn't see it because I, I get motion sick. Like, even, yeah. even like the the rundown, like the, the first fight, the beginning of the movie, that was like one of the worst offenders of all time of just unnecessary camera movement that made me sick. I was literally like, oh, my brain hurts. And it was well, a quick fight. 
And it's like, and that's the thing. Like in the first fight sequence here, it's just like the original movie. They're in the subway, and that one, it's supposed to be hard to see. It's supposed to be fast because they're ninjas, and no one knows who they are yet. Hmm. But then when the rest of the fighting is all kind of fucking crazy all over, it's like, come on, man. It's like that was stupid. Fucking just settle down and show us what's happening you know so it's just like the transformer fight scenes mm. um not not you know like i feel, I feel like i'm cl- complaining a little too much you know it, w- it wasn't you know the worst i could understand what was happening but just like i said style wise didn't like it but um the turtles were awesome uh will i ever see this movie again probably not but sign me up for the sequel hmm. because i like the turtles the turtles were great i want more of them less april Okay. So they have already announced there's a sequel in two years, being fast tracked, and I will go see that one. I don't really think I need to see this one again, but I will definitely go uh, sign me up for more turtles, man. Cool. You know, I just read a quote, and I'm 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 researching it to make sure that it was actually an actual quote from Mega Megan Fox. Yes, here it is, Megan Fox. Let me tell you something about those people. How much, uh, and this is in, in response to critics in uh-huh. the movie, she says, let me tell you something about those people. How much money does Transformers 4 make? Exactly. Those people can complain. They can all go to the theater. They're going to love it. And if they don't love it, they can fuck off. And that's the end of that. Well, that's, I mean... That seems like it's right out of your mouth, Eric. That's like... <laughs> Megan Fox is channeling you when she's making that argument. What do you mean? Like... You, I think you have said this on the show many times. You're like, if I don't like, if you don't like our podcast, you can fuck off. Yeah. Well, I mean, Megan Fox is a bitch, though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, Transformers Four. I did see it. It is garbage, and it did make a ton of money. It doesn't matter. You know, there's things to like about it, but the thing is, Transformers Four could have been better. Mm-hmm. Just like all the Transformers movies was it? It was based on something we all love, so that's why half the money it makes half the money it does. Right. It and could they still be could still be better. And they went to China. So there's yeah. a chunk of change there. But it's like it could still be better. Same with Ninja Turtles. So it could, it could have been better. Um, you know, there's not a lot of, for me, there's not a lot of rewatchability. But any eight-year-old in there, I'm sure, is going to buy the DVD and watch the shit out of it and have it memorized. Um, so the next generation, they got their movie. Um, sure. Like I said, so I, I might come off a little biased. But the Turtles themselves... Mm-hmm. Like I said, way too fucking much, April O'Neil. No one gives a shit about you, April <laughs> O'Neil. We just don't. You're not cool in this at all. April in the first one was cool. Sometimes was... April in some of the cartoons has been shitty. This mm-hmm. April sucked. She was not cool. They didn't need her as much as they did. I, was... I, I, I heard she gets like hit on for like two hours. Does that happen? Well, I mean, like uh, she gets hit on a little bit by okay. Vern, the cameraman, mm-hmm. and by Michelangelo. Wait, wait, wait. They turned Vern into a straight dude? Or maybe he's just compensating. It's Will Arnett. He's hmm. fine. He's fine in this. But right. um, So, like I said, uh, you know, there's definitely some cool things about it. Like I said, love the turtles. Can't wait to see more turtles. Um, just, jeez, uh, you know, fucking keep some stationary shots during these uh, action sequences, guys. Because mm-hmm. I want to watch them kick some more ass. Um, you know, not spinning, spinning, spinning. And like I said, Shredder, although he was cool... Uh, once he put on the layers and layers and layers of armor, he just became a transformer, and he just didn't need to. Man, he should have been a little more ninja, they a little have, less uh, robot. Should have taken a, a notebook out of the Blade Handbook, which is uh, don't transform your villain into something huge and weird and animated. Just keep it keep it uh, simple. Yeah. So, 
Well, you know, so basically it's just like, you know, it's just, you know, it's not that great, but it was still okay and watchable. And Michael Bay could have done better, but he didn't. And that's just how it is. Yeah. Uh, so pure, purely commercial effort. Yeah. And it made a ton of money. So good for them. And like right. I said, I'll, I'll see the next one because I still enjoy the turtles themselves. Well, they just could have been more of them. It sounds like everything that I thought would happen uh, in this movie did. There's no reason for me to see it. Hooray. But, but the ugliness is not a factor. Okay. All right. So well, that, that. that's a good surprise, I guess. Ugliness was not a factor. You mm-hmm. just you watch the movie. That's what they look like. You're over it. So. Ah. Cool. Yeah. This is this would normally be where I would like you know, dump some kind of review on. But I've actually been working really hard. <laughs> we just I just toured Boston for a week, a week, and I had no time to go see anything. Well, I do have a couple thunder dumps. Some of our favorite people to talk about are in the news. Okay. Uh, Steven Seagal. Oh, yeah, I heard. He's playing, he's playing a gig for Mr. Putin. Steven Seagal <laughs> has completed the heel turn. <laughs> he used to fight for America, and specifically, like, New York City. <laughs> and now he fights for Russia. Dun, dun, dun. And his fucking terrible band. They said not only was a terrible band playing in the... Uh, the places we are not allowed to play in. <laughs> they also like behind this. They had video screens behind the band showing them like putting down the Ukraine. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so uh, yeah, Steven Seagal is full bad guy. We're talking like Hulk Hogan, NWO. Well, dude, he's got that that evil looking goatee too. I just think he went to the country that allows sex slaves. <laughs> he was just he watched Taken and he was like. Go, I want to go to the country where that shit is allowed, <laughs> but where they won't, where they won't let Liam Neeson in, like Russia. There God, it is. Sign me up. Yep. So, things, things are a bit different across the water. He was a little bit skeptical because they said, you know, sometimes people don't have a lot of food there, but I think they worked out a deal. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he's totally bad now. So I don't know. I think it's interesting now. I feel like. We've got a game plan for him. I feel like our Navy SEALs have to just study him and find more weak spots. I think there's one weak spot. I mean, he's like King Hippo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you punch you punch him in the mouth, he drops his trunks, and then bam, right in the belly. Yeah, just look for that X bandage. But but really, I think he's like setting the stage for a real world expendables four. You know, they wouldn't let him into the real expendables, so he's like, fine. I'll make my own Expendables where I'm the villain and I go over just like an 80s movie and I'm in, I'm like full on Russia invading the US and you have to stop me, Mercs and well, Navy SEALs. I'm pretty sure they asked him uh, a couple times now to be in Expendables. Mm. But I just think he was like, fuck you guys. I think he was just like, <laughs> in, my, in my version, you all answer to me and I kill you. <laughs> and then right. I get all the good lines and there's one hot chicken at the end I, I maul her face I mean I wonder how much they were asking him or like saying they were paying him because you know they they kicked out Bruce Willie for uh, demanding yeah. 4 million dollars instead of 3 that they were offering I mean I think I think Mr. Seagal would just jump at a million I don't know the Sly Stallone said he put out the call hmm. I mean clearly they called everybody yeah so, um, and I will probably be seeing it next weekend, of course, because <laughs> it's the last one, basically, to close the summer movie season. Yeah, but it probably 
But do you think it'll be the last Expendables? I think they said it was. Hmm. And they said it was this one was it. So I mean, they even did they even did the uh, the all female Expendables. Yeah, they are. They're still going to work on that. The Expendables. Yeah, so I mean, that's still possibly going to happen. So a trilogy and a spinoff. I don't think you can go anywhere from there. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So Steven Seagal, bad guy. So I don't I don't know like what the New Orleans Police Department is going to do, mm-hmm. or even what the Arizona penal system is going to do. <laughs> Well, what do you knowing uh, that their hero is now gone to <laughs> Russia? He's just kind of like a cultural vampire, you know. Like about ten years ago, people were, people in our country were saying like Americans, we're like cultural vampires. We don't create anything; we just appropriate things. Shit, do you think he is a vampire? Like, like his widow's peak, <laughs> like his hair is fake hair now. Mm-hmm. It's gotta be. If you look at his fucking widow peak, it, it could cut you now. Like, watch all his movies and watch how he didn't have that before. Wow. I swear it's it's a he's a he is a vampire. He puts the wig on. You know what he is? Mm. He's that fucking fat ass vampire librarian in the first Blade movie. <laughs> Pearl <laughs> just sits there, ah! <laughs> and that's why all his movies are shot at night now. Because mm. if you turn it on in daylight, he's like, ah, I can't do it. <laughs> so yeah, he's that fucking one from the first Blade. That maybe, makes so much more sense now. Maybe instead of like like a UV flashlight, just like rub some organic food on him and be like, no, ah, it must be processed. Ah. <laughs> yeah, man, this makes so much more sense. And that's why he's in Russia because he saw the first Blade movie and he saw at the end they've got like fucking blood nightclubs over there mm. that Blade hadn't really touched yet. <laughs> that's why he's over there makes so much more sense he's I like can't, oh. i can't wait well, and it's probably cheaper to film movies over there too now do you think the next logical step is north korea for him <laughs> as Absolutely. kim jong-un secret service bodyguard leader of course i mean why not i mean uh, well the thing is like if it to get into the country if you're like a pseudo celebrity as we learned with uh, dennis rodman you have to like not take yourself seriously and just f- go full full bore into like saying that you love kim jong-un and believe it uh, for like a second. I think he might. I think he might train their army. I could. I could see it happen. <laughs> I mean, he's trained MMA champions, so oh, it's man. not too far reaching here. And he is an expert marksman. So yes. <laughs> I'm just it's saying. Also, it's also fat as hell. But you know what? You know what? That um, God. There was a, an old uh, Sonny Chiba movie where he goes up against a super fat Steven Seagal esque karate master. Mm-hmm. I think it's the Street Fighter. I think it might be because he's like going to these like different rival schools, being like my kung fu like bizarre ass style is totally better than yours, and like whoops some ass, and then and then the fat ass karate teacher comes out and he's like, "I'll kick your ass, fatty," and uh, he gets his ass served to him hard. I just think he's kind of like the Blob from the X Men series. Where you punch him and your fist goes into the gullet, into his into his gut, and you can't get it back out. And he's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and fucking takes you out, man. I can see that. Nothing stops the blob. Nothing except for maybe some burgers. So the other thing that we like to talk about is Nick Cage. Nick Cage, and, what's he been up to, dude? I mean, like, you know, well, he's, been, he's always is, making the rounds. This is an indirect Nick Cage. It involves Nick Cage, but it's not personally about him. All right. But they talked to, to the director of Con Air, mm. and he says he's totally on board for a sequel. Right, but if you do a sequel, who would it star? 
Well, here's and here's the thing. Well, I mean, you could get Nick Cage back. Yeah. Because clearly he has a specific set of skills. Yes. To get him out of this. Now, this is a little tongue in cheek, so the director was probably just joking. But once you open Pandora's box, you can't close it. Uh-oh. So he was like, I would love to do Con Air 2. The only thing is, it's got to be in space. Oh, God. Yes. <laughs> that would be so cool. I mean, think about it. We love the movie Space Prison. Yes. Which was called Lockdown, which was called something extremely longer and stupider before they changed it to Lockdown. Yeah. Uh, if Con Air 2 happened in space and they had to send Nicolas Cage up, to defeat them, how awesome would that be? That would be cool. That would be amazing. I mean, why not like fuse it with like an old an old ass franchise? Like, why not have it like be like I don't know, like Gremlins in space, and Nick Cage has to go up there. Like they're sending the Gremlins on a on a space plane into mm-hmm. the sun, and they uh-huh. hijack it. No, see, I want to pretend it's believable, even though it's not believable. <laughs> so we can't have Gremlins in it. Okay. You just got to have the next generation of, like, screwed up villains. You know, I, he killed them all in the first one. So you have to have the equivalent of those screwed up villains in these ones. So maybe the guy who played General Zod in Superman. Hmm. What was his name? Like, Michael Shannon. You know. He, he looked pretty creepy. Yeah, I mean, you could always have Danny Trejo again. Just uh, be like, I survived. Ha ha. Oh, we can't because he they advertise Machete in space. So we can't put him in there. Nah, just do it. Just do it as like a cameo, and it could be like, you thought I was dead, but look at these mechanical arms. Maybe we could have like Charlie Sheen as like a prison bitch. <laughs> so, I mean, and you have to have someone, some kind of funny, you know, Dave Chappelle was one of the prisoners last time. So who mm-hmm. could you do this time? You'd have to have something, someone kind oh, of Oh, well, you got to have Key and Peele. Obviously. Oh, that's, that's right. That's right. We could definitely do a Key and Peele on there. Yeah, so... Dude. Yeah, and then you got you got the fucking guy from Sons of Anarchy. All right. Hell, but they didn't even use Ron Perlman last time. Fucking put Ron Perlman in this. <laughs> he could he could be the leader of the bad guys. Sure. I mean, he he looks like a tough tough asshole. So, Agreed. I'm telling you, Con Air 2 in space. Hmm. Like I said, it's uh, and one of our listeners actually uh made us aware of this. They posted it on our Facebook page. But, you know, I'm sure he, he kind of said it in jest, but I don't think that guy's doing that much anyway. So it was kind of like, I'm joking, or am I? Do you guys want to vet this? Yeah. Uh, see what happens? Well, that's, that's, what, like, that's what it's all about, man. You, uh, you release some information, you know, a little, uh, little tidbit, and see uh, if any nibbles bite. You know, me and you, we've never started a Kickstarter or a GoFundMe or anything like that. Yes. And I still don't want to for us, but maybe we start it for Con Air 2. <laughs> you let's, know? Start it, let's start it for Con Air 3. Like, I don't want to beg for money. That's stupid. But on behalf of a cool movie idea, mm. that might be the way. I mean, I'm pretty sure, we, you know, and we don't have, I mean, normally I would say well, let's do it for Dread 2, but they already are on top of that. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm subscribed to those guys. Like, they're trying to make a sequel happen. They don't need us. Con Air 2. They might need us. <laughs> so, anyways, maybe we should think about that. Maybe there's a way we can raise money for something ridiculous. Some some fucker raised like thirty thousand dollars for macaroni and cheese or something. No, nah, egg salad sandwich. I think it was or potato salad. Too. Yeah, yeah, potato salad. Potato That's salad. what it was. So, I mean, like, it's possible. 
We just have to come up with some ridiculous thing. Well, dude, well, he took that money, and now he's having, like, I think it's called, like, Potato Fest or something, where he's inviting everybody who donated money to come out, and, like, <laughs> and it's, like, this gigantic, uh, uh, like, picnic where everybody gets to um, taste the potato salad, and, like, there's, like, music, and it's going to be, like, a huge good time. See, that's cool. And then some other dude is raising thousands of dollars to get Kenny Loggins to play a concert in his living room. <laughs> and he's already raised over 10 grand. Oh, man. And for some reason, it costs more than that to get Kenny Loggins to play in your living room. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So I'm like, maybe we should do something bizarre that we would really like and see if we can't make it happen. Hmm. Because all we got to do is get in the news, man. Then everyone contributes to your to your thing, and but we you know we would be tempted to just then steal the money, but we want it because we don't beg for money. That's right. We this podcast lie. We, is free. We may lie and cheat and steal, but we don't beg. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially not for sex because we get that for free all the time. <laughs> Bam! From High multiple five. from multiple women <laughs> at <Yeah>. once. <laughs> yeah for free um so yeah we'll have to think about that maybe people can give us some ideas on our facebook page of of some kind of thing we should start some kind of gofundme kickstarter whatever and there's zillions of those kind of things out there now but we should think of something because i mean you know there's some shit i'd really like to do that seems impossible but maybe just maybe it isn't impossible i mean maybe there are other people like you that would think like oh yeah i want someone maybe that guy to to like for that to happen you know like all those make-a-wish kids all the time you always read about like dude he got to be like batman for a day i mean what if they did that for like adults like crowdfund yeah. a make-a-wish thing for like for like an adult person who just wanted to be batman for yeah, a day regular <laughs> people that aren't dying it's true <laughs> there's got to be something for us man i mean it always sounds i mean they, they get like the whole city of seattle is involved yeah. i mean like you know like Radio DJs, like local personalities, sports teams, they all come out and you're like, everybody's cheering yeah. and they're like, you are awesome. I mean, yeah. who the hell wouldn't want that? Yeah, normal people are special too. <laughs> I mean, you know, maybe we're onto something. Maybe, I'm- I mean, like, you know, one of the best selling CDs on the planet is just this CD that just has like 10 tracks of applause on it. You ever well, hear this thing? No. It's like, it's like, like a little bit of applause and then somebody's like you are the best you can do it you're so awesome and then a huge audience comes out yeah and that's like one of the tracks well check this out right i just saw this thing and it's been featured on like uh the daily show comedy central it's been featured on cnn this woman started her own hugging business mm-hmm. she got out of like a 12-year relationship and she just started her own website where she gets paid like a lot of money like I don't know if it was like 60 bucks an hour but she just comes there and cuddles you <laughs> the website's like cuddle something she just fucking hugs you for a lot of money she's like a high-class hug whore. prostitute yeah she's like a <laughs> hug whore she's a hug whore she's like the a very nice hug whore and there's pi- I, I went to the website there's pictures and she's just hugging people and she has like client testimonials it makes me feel so good and wow. stuff and and but it's you know it's like a high class thing like you got to pay ahead of time you got to put your money on the dresser <laughs> no you got to pay her before she'll even go out there and she's only doing like the portland area i think 
Oh, well, she should um, franchise. Well, no, she is. She's oh trying God. to franchise. We could be hug whores, too, if we wow. wanted to. She's fucking trying to franchise it. You got to look this shit up, man. Like, I'm going to put that on my on resume. CNN. It was on The Daily Show. Um, the website was fucking bonkers. She got dumped or something, mm-hmm. and she started a fucking hug business, and she's fucking bringing in cheddar. Wow. Stacks and stacks of quiche. You know, I, ca- I kind of wonder, as you might... You know, uh, when you're with the prostitute, you're like, well, how much is, like, like, what is the hug prostitute really getting out of all this? You know, like, is the hug whore getting something, too? Like, is she yeah. okay with this style, with this uh, lifestyle choice? Yeah, this is, a, I don't know if she brings a hug pimp with her <laughs> to make sure everything's legit. Because let's face it, you can't pick who you hug. I mean, if the money's good, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm sure some of these people, maybe she doesn't want a hug. But, because she seems like a nice enough person on the, you know, she's not, she's not butt ugly on there i mean what if she did like drive-by hugs you know like you just stand out on like a street corner somebody you know like pulls up to you in a car and you'd be like hey honey you want a hug i mean 20 bucks she she <laughs> she has rules uh-huh. like the hygiene you got to be you know not stinky right and obviously there's no hanky panky i i gotta assume that the same rules as any kind of adult entertainer but in but it's but it's totally wholesome but sure. it's crazy this this chick, I mean, you know what? Vince McMahon, the great owner of WWE Wrestling, I have one of his quotes. Fuck it. I'm not even going to paraphrase it. I'm going to look it up right now because you know what I do for inspiration? Whenever I see a good quote, I add it to a Word document mm. on my computer, and I have this pages really? and pages of quotes. Yeah. Oh, maybe I, maybe you could get paid to like come to like somebody's house and give them some motivation from uh... I, I have pages and pages of quotes now and like they're like funny or cool you know they're not like fucking it's not like dance like no one's watching bitch you know it's, it's none of that yeah. stupid shit hey, wait, it's I cool got, stuff I, I got one for you What I memorized this one it was straight out of the mouth of the macho man Randy Savage nice. and I apologize for my slight lisp but like my tongue is just swollen up and that's what happens ladies and gentlemen when you get dehydrated um Macho Man said, I'm living on the edge of a lightning bolt, and I won't apologize for that. Yeah, see, you know, that's yeah. cool. I was like, that's fucking awesome. Here's one I got, and this is from a friend of mine, and it was I saw it on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she came up with it or she saw it somewhere. She said, anyone who can tell if a ceiling fan is speeding up or slowing down in the first try is a wizard and should not be trusted. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, but where's, where's the fucking, all right, here we go. All right. This is Vince McMahon. Someone asked him on how to uh, be a success in life. Mm. He said, just think about who you are. What makes you, you, and be more of that. You do that and you'll succeed. Mm. That's fucking true. This that lady started true. a hug business. Think about who you are. What makes you, you, be more of that mm. and you'll succeed. So find what you're, I mean, you're doing it. You're really awesome at puppets and shit. Yeah. And you fucking made your own business. So, I mean, you basically did what Vince McMahon said. You're a a success now. So, you know, tip the cap to you. Well, that's so funny because I instantly thought like, well, I, you know, when I interact with like clients, you know, and like get into the nitty gritty of like how, how I am at performances and stuff. Yeah, no, it's just me up 110%. I'm not pretending. And because of that, like because of the sincerity and people are like, you know, he's putting himself out there, you know, like that's, that's like the, that's why people say that, you know, we're really good. Oh, and I like this one from Bill Belichick. He's the Super Bowl winning coach of the New England Patriots. Ah. And he's a genius, but everyone thinks he's kind of a dick, which is why I like him. Yes. And I'm sure you've heard this one before. There's no I in team. 
but there is an I in win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn. You got that right. Wow. <laughs> yes. Um. So, anyways, yeah. So I, I love that one of them, Vince McMahon. But that lady's living it, man. She created a hug business. So we got to fucking put our heads together and think about. You know, maybe not in our own personal lives, but what we can do, something we want to do as fans. Like when we started this show, when we were about a year in on, on our podcast and we and people started to like us, um, I tried to use that celebrity and I was successful a couple times. We got, I got to interview Bumblebee. Yeah. Got to interview the voice of Bumblebee from the Transformers and Spider, um, Spider-Man and Amazing Friends, Dan Gilvezan. I contacted him and said, we've got this podcast. Can I interview you? And it was so cool. True. Got to talk this childhood hero. So then I thought I, you know, I was on a roll. So then I contacted, I tried contacting Will Forte <laughs> from Saturday Night Live fame because I still think that MacGruber is one of the funniest fucking movies I've ever seen. Yeah. And it got killed because it went up against like Shrek Four. Yeah. And so I tried getting Will Forte. Clearly, I mean, the guy is still good. So that didn't work. But so then I set my sights way lower on Erica Laniac, who was the hot chick in Under Siege. Right. And who was also on Baywatch, thinking, well, she's not doing shit in her life. Maybe we could get her on and pretend like we're interested in her career and just ask her Steven Seagal stories. Mm-hmm. So I tried contacting her. Never heard back from her. That happens, dude. It's what a, the fuck? It's the law of averages, man. You got to contact 100 people to get one yes. Okay, so we're on episode 200 now. So between 200 and, and 250, <laughs> I think our show needs to have a new goal. Because uh-huh. we've interviewed some pretty cool people in this last year, you know, like video game people, movie people. But I'm talking, I want some really, really good D-list, no, F-list celebrities on this show that we are somewhat interested in. Because I, I don't want to make fun of them. Like, I want to blow them up about how awesome they were at one time. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, well, like well, that we really like them for something. And you know what? They could probably use it. You know what, Eric? Then, then I, I challenge you. My friend, I challenge you to every single email that comes your way that you feel like you could do a halfway decent job with coming up for New York Comic Con in October that saying, hey, would you like to talk to this person and do an interview with them? I challenge you to say yes for every single one and we will make it happen. Oh, yeah, man. Like as long as it's when I'm up there, if it's like a week leading up to Comic-Con, I can't be up there. But if it's like during those four days or whatever, you know, yeah, I'll fucking say yes. I want to interview people. I'll be the best interview they ever had. (laughs) They're going to love me. I'm going to wreck them for other people. Yeah. You don't want to come after I do. (laughs) You don't want to be the guy that jumps in the interview (laughs) after I just interviewed the shit Uh, out of somebody. Sloppy seconds interview. Yeah. You don't want it. It's going to be wrecked for you. So, um... So, yeah, we need some more. Uh, of course, if they're listening to this podcast, they'll be like, what the fuck? They want F-list talent and they're calling me? <laughs> so, not really. Yes, really. Depends who's listening. Whatever. So I don't I'm, go F-list. I go A. I go AAA all the way. Well, maybe someone who's F-list now, but back when we liked them 20 years ago, they were more like B-list. Exactly. That's our wheelhouse. That's what we need. We need fucking 1990. We need like someone who was in one of the Ninja Turtle costumes. Mm. Just not Kino. Well, dude, we interviewed, still good. We, we interviewed the Kevin Smets from the Halloween tree. I mean, it doesn't get well, any cooler than that's, that. That's what I'm saying, and that's a good, that's a cool <laughs> dude. I mean, that's I'm not calling him Eflis because he was cool. Yes. Because he's doing awesome stuff right now. Oh, yeah. With Star Wars. So I'm, not, I'm talking about like people that were in like the mainstream back in the day that aren't doing anything now. 
that we that we particularly would like that maybe you know, maybe they don't get a lot of calls and they'd be willing to do this obviously for free unless <laughs> we use our unless that's what our kickstarter is unless we raise money to yeah. fucking pay celebrities that aren't celebrities anymore to hang out with us or something not just not Corey Feldman cuz he actually has a business where he'll party with you for money and it's really sad <laughs> but i don't want to hang out with Corey Feldman but like what if we can get some really cool ones? What if we got them all to do it at once so they don't feel weird about it? If you bring one celebrity to hang out with them, they feel weird. But if we bring a bunch of losers together <laughs> and like throw a parade in their honor and really pump them up and make them feel like it was back in their heyday and we invite all our listeners mm. and just fucking throw a huge party but we got to raise money for chips and beer and appearance fees, maybe... Just maybe this could be the greatest moment of our podcast and our lives. Eric, you you are kind of uh, you're kind of dipping into the wrestling pool there because there are actually a lot of shows out there who do interviews with wrestlers, past and present, mostly past, mostly yeah. whose, whose careers have passed. You know, they uh, they give them like a few hundred to a few thousand dollars, sit them down in front of a, a video camera with like a hundred questions. Okay, so. Town. We can't do that then. So wrestlers have been done. Fuck them. Yep. I like old wrestlers and stuff, but I mean, you know, it is pretty sad at the same time. So yes. all right, so wrestlers, that's been done. It's too easy. We got to set our sights to something different. Well, right. but, but I'm I'm really talking like you know like you know we take some of our favorite movies from a zillion years ago and find lifeguard number two, you know, <laughs> fry cook one in the credits and bring them on, and then and so, well you know start there at the really bottom. And then work our way up and see who our gets are. You know, it's like so. Like when you have Comic Con, you get everybody. Yeah. And then when you have a, a, a different con in like a, a somewhat of a city like Boston Comic Con, I think just happened. You get some of the gets. And then when you have a con in Shit Town, you know, <laughs> you get you get nobody. You get like Stormtrooper Seventeen. So you that's get, what we got to do. You get the chick from Tron who's really old now. Exactly. (laughs) We gotta, dude. We gotta fucking like just go through a list of like people we liked in like a movie here or there that we know have fallen on hard times, and we gotta put together like this dream team cast, and then we gotta raise money and contact them and throw a big party and invite all our listeners. This could be really cool. I'm not even shitting you. Like, all right, now this would be awesome. We'd have to like fucking videotape it. This would be awesome. All right, dude, I am totally on board. Listeners, are you on board? That's what really matters. If you're on board, hit us up on Facebook immediately and tell and tell us, yes, I'm on board. No, I'm not on board. Dude, dude, I want to play beer pong with Sonya Blade from the Mortal Kombat video game. <laughs> not the actress from the movie because she's still too high up there. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to say this insulting to Sonya Blade from the video game, but, you know, it's like... Like you, that, that's what I'm saying. You know, like she, you know, she was a person. She was motion captured and stuff. So you know, you know, or, or fucking Kano she, or she something. Ju- she just did actually the original cast for the the mocap for Mortal Kombat. Mm. All just got together. I don't know if you've seen these pictures. Oh, they all they got all... together at an arcade. No, no, no. So it's like they're still all out there. They're still kind of riding high. Mm. Absolutely, dude. You know, I I think maybe don't set your sights too low. I mean, you just you know. Find somebody that's really into what you're doing. I mean, like, be like Vince McMahon, you know, who's into, you know, whatever, whatever that you're into, too. I mean, I'm sure that, I mean, like, celebrity Mm -hmm. actors are people, too. You know, there's got to be people who, like, laugh at, you know, uh, the wacky antics of the people that we follow the same way. Just, you know, find find your way in that way, dude. We got to set this because we got to set this for next summer. Okay. 
we gotta give time because shit takes together it takes a while to put together. We gotta find these people and give them time to think about this, and we're gonna need time <laughs> to put this together too. But we just gotta go through and just like you just gotta. Just, I I will I will just I will tell you Eric. Just ask anybody. All like the worst they can say is no. Like I, right. I I'm right now. I'm in the middle of uh, getting permission to show films for this film festival at Magfest third year and i ask everybody i don't give yeah. i don't give a crap like i just well, like find, find their email just send them you know send them your email like you know nicely asking them because well, the, I, yeah know, I, I get a ton of yeses from people that i was like holy crap i can't believe this and yes well and that's the thing but like I, this is not to make fun of them like i know i was kind of joking earlier and the stuff you know saying effless celebrities and stuff but i'm just calling it like it is well this this would not be to make fun of them this would be to love them this would be to show them love. Be like, at one time, you did something. We loved it so much. We just want to bring you here together and party with you and say, thanks, man. That was awesome. So mm -hmm. this would not be making fun of them. You know, I, I can see how some people would be leery. Like, oh, you fucking put, you know, you guys think you're fucking cool. You know, making fun of all those people that aren't famous somewhere. No, 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 no. We're just getting the non-famous people because we're not good enough. But we still love you. And this would be fun. This would be love. This would be showing some respect. To people who maybe haven't gotten that respect in a little bit. Hey, so. what if? Hey, how about this? What if we did like a live stream where we live streamed a kick-ass party, but mm -hmm. every like five or ten minutes or so, we did a huge shout out to the people that we really like enjoyed and respected, like the people like you said, like who haven't really got like a ton of recognition out there. Uh, and maybe they could tune in, maybe not. Maybe they check it out later on YouTube. But we'd still be having like an awesome time, regardless. And we can make it really fun. Um, oh, throw some, that some... sounds terrible. What? They've got to be there. Uh... What's the point if they're not gonna be there? I I wanna fucking play beer pong with Kano. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. That's what we gotta do. I we'll, gotcha. I gotcha. Well, we gotta think of something. You know, I want you know, like. We can make this happen. I want to jump in a bouncy house with the voice actor of Launchpad McQuack. Okay. <laughs> this I guess. All right, all right. I I think I think uh, four words. Pilot season in L.A. Like that's probably that might be your best shot if you're if you're still going for actors. Otherwise, who knows? I mean, I'm sure there's some like some local dudes in Virginia. No, I don't want you to do it. No, because we don't know where we're gonna hold this either. Ah, okay. You know, we will have to figure this out. All right, let's brainstorm, maniacs. If you have any suggestions out there listening, if you're still listening, you're probably still not listening. Ugh, they are. We're awesome. <laughs> Let us know. Tell us on Facebook. Is this a good idea? Is this a bad idea? I mean, I think it's a genius idea, but I think it could also be videotaped in a way that could, you know, bring everybody in that couldn't make it. Yeah, and I think it's a way to, to show some respect to some of the people that we've liked over the years. You know, they they may not be super famous anymore, obviously, but you know, it's still like nothing but love, dudes. And uh, I think it'd be cool. But uh, let's finish up this 200th mega podcast with a gift. True, a gift from us to the listeners. So everybody, uh, about six months ago, maybe longer, we asked for some help. We yeah. put it out there to the faithful, to the maniacs. We said we need some jump interns. Yeah, for a fake very, interns. For a very special project. And even though, even though everybody was really busy, just like us, uh, uh, some, uh, some of the interns made it 
to the finish line with this project and we will be releasing volume one of thunder dumps aka our greatest hits aka our most hilarious bits all edited together as selected and then um like uh checked twice by uh by the interns and then by us yeah so we had our interns we we signed each of them 50 episodes and they listened to them and wrote down some notes on what they thought were some of our more notable bits. Mm. And uh, so Thunderdumps Volume 1 is one of our interns' work, uh, which is going to be some of our some, some of our more interesting uh, conversations, if you will, all hedged together. And uh, I think you're going to enjoy it. If you like the show, I think you it'll be fun to, if you listen to it before, it's kind of fun to kind of revisit some of our cool shit. And uh, or maybe if you're new to the show, you might enjoy this. Uh, this might be some of the first times you've ever heard some of this stuff. But of course, it's fantastic because we're in it. <laughs> wow, I, I think it's gonna be. I'm looking forward to it, and I'm just like sitting on the edit right now. But um, yeah, it's gonna be great. And it's basically like we're doing it in 50 episode chunks. So yeah. you're gonna get like the best, most hilarious stuff out of 50 episodes, cut down to I think like somewhere around like an hour, hour and a half. Yeah, but it's good times. Yeah, and because you are awesome and we love you and you guys are good listeners and stuff, it's going to be free. So you'll be able to download it on our website, jumpinpodcast.com, for free. We're going to also put it on iTunes for like 99 cents or whatever for any strangers that just happen to stumble onto us. Um, you know, they'll they can buy it on iTunes. But since you guys are fans and you know us and stuff, go to our website and you can get it for free. Don't pay for it on iTunes. Mm. Awesome. That's how it's done, son. Well, Eric, I would like I would like to uh to end this podcast with a quote from the Macho Man Randy Savage. Yeah. Macho Man says, Oh yeah, rules. Well rules were made to be broken. And your neck could be broken. Yeah, and no one likes a friend who's got <laughs> swamp ass. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I just love that. He goes, like, that escalated very quickly. Yeah, you know it. Ah, well, thanks, everybody, for listening. We're the Jumpman Podcast. We're a weekly video game slash comic slash whatever podcast. Uh, we're going to be coming at you every Tuesday. Uh, from now to the end of time there's, there's no like maybe we'll stop after 200 nonsense no 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 we're just going to keep going yep. uh, you can check us out on retrowaretv.com subscribe to us on iTunes uh, please like us on Facebook and tell us on Facebook if you think these were good ideas or maybe we're just uh, stuff full of potatoes Not sure. uh, I don't need your hate just the people think it was a good <laughs> idea pitch me some uh, more stuff to it um, and uh, of course we're going to have the uh, the Thunderdumps Volume 1 up on our headquarters over at JumpmanPodcast.com. And we'll put the link to that in Facebook. Yeah, and uh, the first one was uh, put together by our fake intern, Victor Santiago. That's right. So, thanks, dude. Thanks thanks a lot, dude. And and as a quick shout-out, he, do, he does a podcast that's worth listening. If you're a hardcore Digimon fanatic, as I am, Check out the Digimon rewatch. He basically, uh, him and his ombre watch uh, the old episodes of Digimon one at a time and then uh, spill their guts about it afterwards. Yeah, pretty sweet. All right. Thanks so much, dudes, and uh, we'll see you next week. Soup. Jump man engaged. I find your lack of faith disturbing. One shall stand.